Hello and welcome to the Daily Homily with Father Kevin Drew. Father Drew is the pastor of St. Anne's Church in Excelsior Springs, Missouri. Father Drew's Daily Mass can be heard weekdays at 11 Central on Catholic Radio Network Channel Gabriel 2. And now, here's Father Drew. A reading from the second letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. Sisters, we hold this treasure in earthen vessels that the surpassing power may be of God and not from us. We are afflicted in every way, but not constrained, perplexed, but not driven to despair, persecuted, but not abandoned, struck down, but not destroyed, always carrying about in the body the dying of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may also be manifested in our body. For we who live are constantly being given up to death for the sake of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may be manifested in our mortal flesh. So death is at work in us, but life in you. Since then we have the same spirit of faith according to what is written, I believed, therefore I spoke. We too believe and therefore speak, knowing that the one who raised the Lord Jesus will raise us also with Jesus and place us with you in his presence. Everything indeed is for you, so that the grace bestowed in abundance on more and more people may cause the thanksgiving to overflow for the glory of God. The word of the Lord. Those who sow in tears shall reap rejoicing. When the Lord brought back the captives of Zion, we were like men dreaming. Then our mouth was filled with laughter and our tongue with rejoicing. Then they said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us. We are glad indeed. Restore our fortunes, O Lord, like the torrents in the southern desert. Those who sow in tears shall reap rejoicing. Although they go forth weeping, carrying the seed to be sown, they shall come back rejoicing, carrying their sheaves. The Lord be with you. Reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. The eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had ordered them. When they saw him, they worshipped, but they doubted. Then Jesus approached and said to them, All power in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always until the end of the age. The Gospel of the Lord. For centuries, the rubrics, the rules for Holy Mass stated that after the consecration of the bread and wine, the sacred host could only be touched with the thumbs and forefingers of the priest. After the consecration, when the priest said, this is my body, he was not to separate his thumb and forefinger. This assured that no fragments of the sacred host would fall to the ground. The priest was not to separate these digits until he purified his fingers after he distributed Holy Communion. This centuries-old rubric was discarded in 1970. For over a millennium, up until the 1970s, only the priest touched the sacred host. The reason was that his hands had been consecrated for the purpose this did not necessarily make the priest holier than anyone, but it did make him different, set apart to touch and carry the holiest thing in 
existence. This practice helped foster the lay faithful's belief in the real, substantial presence of Christ in the Most Holy Eucharist. In times past, when more men labored with their hands, if by accident one lost his thumb or index finger, he was disqualified as a candidate for the priesthood. Images of one of our saints today, St. Isaac Jogues, well, they reveal that he is missing his thumb and forefingers. Iroquois Indians in upstate New York cut them off or bit them off. Jogues is known as the Apostle of the Mohawks and was known to the Mohawks themselves as the indomitable one, impossible to subdue or defeat. He was born in France in 1607 and academically gifted, he entered the Jesuits. He was a professor of literature in France when in 1636 he was sent to New France in upstate New York to help with the Native American missions. In 1642, due to poor harvest and sickness, Jogues led an expedition up to Quebec for supplies. On the way back, they were ambushed by the fierce Iroquois, the bitter enemies of the Hurons. Torture ensued, and then Jogues and others went on to live as slaves among the Mohawks. Dutch merchants helped Jogues escape, and he sailed back to France, where he was met with surprise and joy. Pope Urban VIII gave this living martyr special permission to offer Mass with his mutilated hands. What then did Jogues do after his harrowing adventures and escape from America? One would think he would have retired to a comfortable spot in France, but he, he didn't do that. Said the indomitable one went back to the wilds of North America, for as he said, he had not Christianized it yet. In 1646, after helping broker a peace between the Iroquois and Huron, crop failure and sickness occurred again. The blame on the crop failure was laid on the black-robed sorcerers. On October 18, 1646, Jogues and some others were tomahawked in the neck and thrown in the St. Lawrence River. The Jesuit Jean de Brebeuf was killed five months later after being tortured, and then the Indians ate his heart. These two and six others who shed their blood for Christ are known as the North American Martyrs. They were canonized saints in 1930. The world is in sore need of some Catholic indomitable ones. We need them to go into the wilds of North America and re-Christianize it. May God make it so. Hope.